Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, we are going to talk about what the best costume is in all of Marvel Cinematic properties, movies, not just the universe, but the multiverse, because it's Halloween, you guys. Let's get spooky today on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, our merry Marvel lights. Welcome back to Marvel Movie News. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, oh no, I gave away my secret identity. <laughs> Hello, Spike. Spider-Man. It's all right. J.J. Jameson was about to give it away. That's true. So I had it all planned and it all went to... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> it all went to webs. <laughs> Christian, hi. Mute yourselves and it, mute, mute your technology and introduce yourself. I'm Christian Blatt, and I'm also happy to be here. I don't know what's go. Which one is making noises? There's a lot of things. So yeah, why don't you talk? I'm gonna talk now. Just ignore that over there. That's nothing. <laughs> I'm Zia Anderson. Um, here with Marvel Marvel Movie News. <laughs> We're excited about. We're off show. to a real spooky start, you well, guys. Clearly, Look, there are many ghosts in the it. machines. We're and, killing uh, it. It's yeah. almost like the oxygen isn't getting through the material I'm speaking through as effectively. <laughs> Zach, is there any chance that you're thirsty right now? <sighs> Yes. Would you like to have some water? <laughs> I need some. Uh, <laughs> I did get water through the mask. That's how it, Spidey does it. But was it refreshing? <laughs> Debatable. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a whole bunch of news to go through today. A lot of little things. Uh, the big one being Cloak and Dagger's uh, cancellation. Woo-hoo! Which I feel like we we like <laughs> prophesized last week when we talked yeah, about it, and then did. like less than twenty four well, hours later, yeah, yeah it was done. So, Drew, I am Pepper Potts. Sorry, just in the chat because we yeah. got Tony Stark, and I was like, you know what? I'll be Pepper Potts because it goes. And um, you know, I have this. Shirt. She's just she's it's Halloween, so she also has purple hair. Yeah. And then we have so, our adopted child. Yeah, yeah essentially, exactly. Spidey. Might Peter as well be kind of like an went adopted together. Child. Yeah, Pepper's about to go to a Halloween party where she's going to dress up as Psylocke, but she hasn't finished doing the dye yet. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so we're going to talk about cloak and dagger. Uh, we're going to talk about some comments from Alan Horn about how much Marvel you can expect over the next few years, and then at uh-huh. the end of the sh- at the end of the show, we are going to get into our list of the best marvel costumes across the cinematic universe and not we're not just going to say the mcu but also x-men mm-hmm. and any of all the sony movies yep. over the years and you guys any marvel. start thinking of your favorites because we got some twitter responses but we want to know what your favorite costume is as well we literally have a twitter poll going uh if you go to at marvel news ptn you can still vote i left it up for like the first 
20 to 30 minutes of the show so that mm-hmm. we you can still there's still time mm-hmm. to pick between our favorites uh with who gets number one and we're not going to tell you who picked which one until later although i think i one, think one of them just gave away there were, yeah. there were a few people yeah. guessing but nobody got it so far. Yeah, so far uh the three that okay. we picked one for each of us is psylocke from x-men apocalypse mm-hmm. dr strange and then captain america specifically from the first avenger and you'll have to figure out which one of us picked which. Anyway, let's get into the news as I open up my rundown. Let's start with those comments from Alan Horn, producer and he's a big time, long time employee for Disney, sure. uh, has said that we can look forward to three to four Marvel movies every year. That's amazing. Are you guys shocked? Not really. No, 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 not at all. no, no, no. There's so many projects they have coming out that I would be surprised if they managed to do it any less. Like that, you have to. Um, and also, people talk about superhero fatigue, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I get it. When I watch other things, I'm like, oh, something else. I understand it, but at the same time, three to four movies a year—that's not even one a month. There's so much other time <laughs> to like watch other things. I think that you can balance it out. Well, Alan Horn agrees with you because he says he doesn't think that audiences are going to get tired of Marvel movies as long as they continue to be good. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's really what it comes yeah. down to is any genre, a single genre. Like, there's a reason westerns were really big for a while and then faded away. Right. Uh, but that's because it's one genre. And I think that we all know, the question is, does the general audience know, that comic book movies is not a really a genre. Right. right. It, it's a subsection of films, as uh, uh, our favorite person, Martin Scorsese, uh, has put it this week. It's an, he calls it a new art form, right. uh, different a, from other forms it. of cinema. It's not, it's not the worst way of putting it. Like, no. I would say that, look, like films like are a big overreaching thing and then blockbusters are their own subsection of that Mm -hmm. uh you have like art films are their own subsection which tends to be like gangster movies are like kind of crossover between the two sometimes yeah but like comic book movies is such a broad thing Right. Well, and now that we're getting we're getting more, and I'm just going to reference DC for this, just because we're getting different types of movies, sort of under that subsection. Because Joker was very much, I think, almost a comic book movie, but almost not. But it was still sort of falls under that umbrella because it's a comic book character, and I think we're going to get more of that too, even with more things like Morbius and with um, Deadpool being rated R. Like, I think that there are different genres under. That, like you said, that sort of umbrella. Well, and the interesting thing, too, is that comic book movies, it doesn't necessarily mean superhero movies. Like, Marvel yeah. has a ton of properties. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, they have westerns. I mean, they, you know, I don't think they're going to do a Millie the Model movie, but they have all these properties that I'm sure Disney's thinking, like, what can we do with this stuff? So I would actually be surprised if they didn't make a western. I would guess probably as a series, but, uh, you know, like... I don't know, Rawhide Rex or Two Gun Kid, some of the product, project, or what do you call that? The properties that they have. Uh, I, I think that we'll probably start to see more of those. I mean, we're, you know, we're, look, we're getting essentially a kung fu superhero movie. So exactly. I, yeah. I think that they're yeah. figuring out ways to incorporate these things into the MCU. And who's to say that one of their uh, cowboy properties isn't like, well, this is the MCU, but it's like 1865, you know? So. <laughs> I mean, the, inter- really cool. the interesting thing is that Marvel, and they do this sometimes in the comics, is they'll focus on a character who doesn't fight crime and doesn't necessarily have any powers. Now, like, you've gotten close to that a couple times, like with Jessica Jones, is that's a noir series. It's a detective series. The superpowers are almost inconsequential to it, 
uh, in the main story. Obviously, when you have people like Kilgrave involved, it, be, it gets like things get elevated. It's a great way to tell deeper storytelling. But I would love to see something like even set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe focused on a character with no powers. Wasn't there a show that was pitched and it was, I think, ultimately scrapped where it was um, like the cleanup crew of oh, all damage of damage control. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be something like that, but just anything along those lines. Damage control would have been so much fun. It would have been really funny. Like, um, I think that but that was... it was also, that was coming at the same time. DC had a very similar show on NBC, and I cannot remember I, I the title of it, but I know Danny Pudi was in it. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the couple episodes. It's It had its moments, and they got to use some of the big names. I think at that least, was or, Powerless. Powerless. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, it was Powerless, and it was about a team of, of I, I believe, insurance salesmen inside the uh, superhero DC universe, and they were able to drop names like Wonder Woman and all that stuff in that show because it was its own pocket universe. But uh, I would love to see that in the MCU. Anyway, uh, back to the the topic at hand: three to four Marvel movies a year. Great. It, look, we'll watch them regardless. Do you think it's are we at risk of overload because of the amount of also Disney Plus things coming out at the same time? That might back it up a little bit. Even thinking about that, um, watching all those shows, it, it might be a lot. It depends on how they release them, I guess. But I, I still think that those are things that because it's going to be on Disney Plus, you don't have to watch it right away. You can come back to it whenever you want. So oh, you can watch the movies and then... Look, also, there are going to be... A, sizable number of people that are they love the movies but they're like well I don't want to pay for that Disney thing yeah. you know I already have Netflix and Hulu and whatever yeah. and maybe they're just not that interested look not everybody wants to see a Hawkeye series not everybody cares a- yeah. enough about you know these aren't the A-list Avengers characters I mean yes Hawkeye but Whose favorite is Hawkeye? Raise your hand if that's true. In the chat. I know people who have Hawkeye in their top like well, top five. No, I said favorite. Uh, <laughs> who's who's number favorite. one is Hawkeye? Uh, so I there's think that, someone out. There. I think that there are going to be plenty of people where the MCU is still just the movies. You know, yeah, that, that's that fair. they're aware that there are shows. But it'll be the sort of thing where their friends are like, "Oh, you totally have to watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier," and they're like, "No, nah, I'm good." And I, it's going to be the hardcore fans, I think, that are going to watch everything, and they're hardcore fans, so they're going to love it. And they so would go like to I, see six Marvel movies a year if you're listening, Alan Horn. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do eight? I, That's I, fine. I too. do think three is sort of your your like your perfect number, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with conjunctions, like I think when you got with when they put Spider Man in 2021. Uh, as much as I want to see more Spidey, uh, as, I, as you might guess from the fact that I'm still wearing this mask you know, for I the audio listeners. Um, but four is a lot. Four is a lot of Marvel movies, especially when you consider that Sony is still going to be dropping their own th- things around this. And I'm not just talking about, look, you have Venom 2 coming up, you have Morbius coming up, mm-hmm. but you also have, and I really want to see it, Big shocker, I'm dressed as Peter B. Parker. They are doing more Spider-Verse movies. Right. And potentially shows. What? Do, when do those fall? Uh, Disney definitely didn't like that Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse came so close too far from home originally. They were like, Reportedly, they were not happy with that decision from Sony. Sony, of course, is very happy about it. it helped yeah. their bottom line. And it helped that it was a very good movie. It was a good movie, yeah. Um, that was... It was an exceptional movie. But... It, it's a crowded marketplace. Not everyone is super fans who have podcasts and talk about it for an hour a week. They just like, they're like, I just saw a Spider-Man movie. I don't need to go spend another $15 seeing another one uh, in the theater. So it's a it's a balancing act that they're going to have to play over the years. All right. 
Uh, let's move forward and talk a little bit, speaking of movies coming down the pipeline, about Eternals. Ooh. Uh, some, some, leaky, some leaky stuff over there at Eternals this week. Uh, <laughs> as one of the actresses who... Uh, where is it? I can't read through the mask. Oh, <laughs> Christian, uh, help me out. What's her name? Well, I know her first name is Lauren. Uh, she plays uh, Macquarie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, while we confirm her full name, uh, posted a photo of her with her costume. And while I do think that at this point people are smart enough to be like, hey, can I post a picture with my costume and show off a little bit? And the, I'm sure she got approval from the right places. Maybe she should have gotten approval on the photo itself because in the background you can see not only a location on the wall but also a time period listed. So we got the juicy deets on one place that the Eternals movie will be going and that is Babylon in the year 800 BC. Which adds up. It kind of tracks with everything else that we've seen and heard from set photos and like this theories about the movie. Uh, are you guys excited to go back to back to Babylon? You know what? I really am. This is going to be such an interesting, such a unique Marvel story that's spanning over all these years. I remember when I was in high school, I read um, The Queen of the Damned. And if you've seen the movie, the book is literally nothing like the movie. And a lot of that focuses around where uh, how vampires came to be in the very first, like the start of it back in, I think it was ancient Egypt. And it's just so cool because you get these modern stories and then you, I love like backstories like that. And I love going way back into the past. And I think that this is going to be a better version of that. Because they did not do that very well in the I, And movie. I think, uh, by the way, her name is Lauren Ridloff, is the actress's Bang. name. And uh, I, I think that it's going to span so much in terms of the timeline of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think getting to jump around to times and places like that is going to be part of the fun. You it's going to be like fa- Doctor Who. <laughs> It is. I just had that thought. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like Doctor Who and Marvel mixed together. So they're gonna just travel around. Except I think that actually it'll be like a more of a linear, right, linear trip. But they're gonna still, time travel the old fashioned still. way. Doctor yeah. Who, who's going to live with all of the DC characters over at HBO Max. I know. I heard that. Oh yeah. Uh, take my money, HBO Max. Side note: They're gonna get it anyway. No, HBO Dang Max. It. HBO Max uh, is not getting my money. Not even for it. Doctor Who. No, I've seen it. <laughs> So have I. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> yep. Uh, not to mention everything else on that service. Look, it's a it's a good time to be a fan of things because everyone's making stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sure our our partners at DC, which you can watch after this, after this <laughs> DC movie news, will have what you're the, the lowdown. They're on Fridays at one. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they'll have the lowdown on all that stuff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Someone's way, ringing a fight. There though. are a lot of people in the chat who are saying that they they love Hawkeye, and the closest anybody comes See? to saying no, the closest anybody comes to saying he's their favorite. Uh, Daniel Drew says my best friend's number one is Hawkeye, but it's still none of your favorite. But also, you're all hardcore fans. You're the ones who are going to watch all the Disney Plus shows. I'm talking about your more casual Marvel fan who mostly goes to the movies. They don't care about a Hawkeye show. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Dis- I can see disagree. That. But anyway, um, let's keep looking forward uh also coming in a couple of years shang chi uh we're gonna get a sh- don't forget we're getting a shang chi movie guys it's a no. weird world it, that we it, live it, in it's actually a little bit easy to forget just what's coming up next because like, yes. there's so right. much and you know there's eternals you know there's shang chi and then it's like oh yeah that's this is all stuff that we're gonna have before but we it's also it, yeah. fun because we're getting more first adventures yeah. for characters mm-hmm. which like we've gotten it's been sequels for a while like yes we got yeah, captain right. marvel uh, we got Black Panther. Just, but that's Black a Panther just now. came out like 
two years ago, guys. Gosh, that's it's so crazy weird. Crazy to think about. I know. If, I don't know why it feels like so much longer. Well, he's been in four movies. That's why, because so you see him. Yeah. He's like been around, but it's still. I mean, that was still a really good one too. That was a great origin story. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't like know that my Captain Marvel was not my favorite origin story. Um, but I'm looking forward to this one because it's cool to get new characters, and I think it. You know, the time has passed a little bit on some of these other characters that even though I love them, we have watched them for 10 years, and I'm excited to see some new Marvel um, superheroes on the big screen. But what comes with that is when they when the leaks come regarding the villains for these characters' movies, <laughs> uh, we're all learning about new characters that we yeah. are like not as intimately familiar with. It's real easy to talk about. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna do Thanos in the in in Infinity War. Right. And like, what does that mean? And who is this person? And like, oh, uh, the Grandmaster is gonna be in Thor. It's like, okay, I know like roughly who that is. I can talk about that. Uh, well, coming to Shang-Chi, according to some rumors, you've got uh, three villains, Tiger Claw, mm-hmm. Razor Fist, mm-hmm. and... Uh, ghost Maker. Ghost, ghost, ghost Maker. <laughs> yeah. Not, not to be confused with Ghost Rider. Ghost. Or, go, or just or ghost. ghost. So does or that maker. mean he just goes around killing people? He just makes ghosts? Yeah, he's ghosts? a ghost maker. He just literally yeah. kills people. Yeah. Uh, He's literally afraid of no ghosts. Thank you. I don't know. He might be because he's not an actual ghost. Yeah. So ghost, ghost maker. uh, I'm like trying to squeeze and look at my notes through this mask. Uh, (laughs) I refuse to take it off. I'm gonna go as long as I can. It's getting more difficult by the minute. What are we like halfway through Um, the show? We got this. But ghost hunter in the comics at least works for the KGB, Uh, and that can be an interesting plot point. Look, you're talking about the Ten Rings, who. You're going to see, and the Mandarin, like, theoretically, the Mandarin may have infiltrated all kinds of governments across the world. Mm-hmm. So these could be, if we're assuming that the Mandarin is our big bad and is uh, going to be driving the forces against Shang-Chi the whole time, I imagine that, like, it, the only way it makes sense to have this many villains is if they're basically uh, lieutenants of your main villain yeah. that, like, come yeah, in. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, it's, like and, a, it's like a video game. He also, has to beat all the mini-bosses before he gets to the boss boss. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Plus, you want to give Shang-Chi some amazing sub-villains to show off the kung fu in this movie. Yes. And I think a dude named, and appropriately because that's who the character is, named Razor Fist, perfect opportunity to show off some kung fu fighting. I'm so excited for this, you guys. I've mentioned this before, but I was like, I grew up on on Jackie Chan and Jet Li movies, and it's been a really long time. I feel like since we've gotten a good one, and if you're mixing that with Marvel, I'm so pumped for this. Oh, and I feel like the choreography is going to be great because Simu Liu is actually a kung fu master, so that's going to make it even better. Yeah, I think it's it is exciting because it's going to be so different than yeah. everything we've gotten. Even the most different Marvel movie you've had up until this point is going to be nothing like Shang Chi. And uh, you know, it's not it's not what's the most uh, similar character is Iron Fist, and you know what, it's not going to be like that either. So no, uh, they're going to spend some money on it. <laughs> even though I even though I did enjoy Iron sure. Fist, we I know that we just, we don't, it's just we like, us, it's, but yeah, uh, you but know, it's, it's not going to feel like anything. Right. You know, even though those are similar worlds that they explored there, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm like, I can't say there's anything that I look at and I'm like, oh, I can skip that one. You know, even if no. I didn't do the show, there isn't anything that I wouldn't be excited for. No, yeah. I'm going to go watch them all. Yeah. They and got my money. And so, look, these aren't confirmed. And, like, I, I'm giving you all the details that I have for this. But because uh, I, I didn't have time to go read all the different, like, deep level 
uh, comics, but I have Marvel Limited, and so I'm adding them to my queue as we go. So you're adding uh, some uh, some Shang Chi in there. I'm the gonna Master yeah, of Kung um, Fu. Master of Kung Fu. Yeah, because uh, uh, if I can read it right, uh, Tiger Claw first appeared in Master of Kung Fu number four. Yeah, that uh, one's a, yeah. Look I, it up on Marvel Unlimited. I have it's Marvel technically Unlimited. giant size Master of Kung Fu number four. Uh, so well, make sure you get the right number four. I'm okay. picking what I can read. <laughs> uh, you're like, I saw through this one why little hole. Why doesn't your spider sense help you read? <laughs> uh, I know, because it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm from a different oh, universe. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hey, in that universe, maybe that is um, how it works. Okay, so moving even further forward. Uh, skipping, skipping, skipping. All right, let's go forward. Uh, speaking of Hawkeye, because we're, we're talking about Hawkeye so much. Everybody's uh, favorite. We, everybody's <laughs> favorite. Clay Barton. How did this just turn onto a crapping on why Hawkeye we, show? Yeah, yeah, why are we crapping over Hawkeye? I'm excited for the Hawkeye series, may, if only because uh, we're getting Kate Bishop in here. I like Jeremy Renner's Clint. You, should but, I should I make you rank your excitement for all the no, uh, don't Disney do Plus that. shows? Because I bet it's not number one. But don't, anyway, go don't ahead. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did get it. All of a sudden, I don't like Hawkeye but anymore also, just to support my point. <laughs> I was reading, um, I've been reading uh, West Coast Avengers. Yeah. Uh, the, most, okay. the most current run by Kelly Thompson, and Kate Bishop is the, the leader of sure. this Avengers. Clint Barton is also there, which is hilariously confusing for everyone. Since there's they, two Hawkeyes? Since there's two Hawkeyes. Do they refer to them both as Hawkeye? It, it's a, it, yes, they use it for, I mean, it's used as successful comedy. In Hawkeye 1 and Hawkeye 2. I, I can't recommend, it's a, just a 10-issue run because they canceled the series well before it should have been canceled but you've got people it's like it's the two hawkeyes you have uh gwenpool is there Ooh. uh 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 what's his name quentin choir is is on team as well as america chavez a couple other characters like like smoker it's super fun it's super funny uh i highly recommend it but kate bishop is has a great role in it and it's fun and i want to see her series but there was a rumor that based on some uh accusations in the press that jeremy renner might be they might be trying to work him out of the series uh those were more or less quashed this week as uh disney is uh, the same amount of rumor brought to this as anything uh as the rumor itself that started last week uh, Jeremy Renner sticking around. Yeah, and well, I mean, oh, sorry, oh, no, but it's ahead. one of those yeah. rumors where it's like, oh, Disney's thinking about this, and you know what? They had to have had a conversation. Of course, who knows how in depth that went, but uh, clearly they arrived at the decision that uh, Zia was about to talk about. Which... Oh no, yeah, basically it's just one of those things where you can't. I'm, I personally am really glad because I've watched this happen a lot. I'm really glad that they didn't make a hasty decision and they sort of talked about it and they waited because allegations should be taken seriously, but you also need to investigate them before you just condemn a person. So I think, I'm glad that they took that route. I mean, we don't right, even know what right happened. Are you right over there, Spidey? Exactly. You seem to we don't be rubbing your forehead. I want to make sure you don't pass I'm out I'm trying to see okay. through okay. this. Can you breathe? I'm just making sure you can breathe. Yeah. That's what I think we're most <laughs> no, worried I can, about. No, I can breathe fine. Okay, good. Uh, Tony Stark designed it pretty well. Good, good job, Tony. Uh, good job, Tony. Good. <laughs> well, you know, Karen does all the hard work. <laughs> so, we're looking at so we're looking ahead at Sony next year. Yeah. And there's a rumor and I see it on this rundown. It's a so, rumor. So it's, so it's effectively a rumor. It says rumor. Uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely true. No, it's a rumor. <laughs> uh, that Tom Hardy might be appearing in Morbius. Great. What's what's the story here, Christian? I think you you found this Yeah, this we, one. Uh, we talked about this uh, for Marvel News Daily, which is the daily feature that uh, Z and I uh, mm-hmm. alternate throughout the course of the week. 
And if you subscribe to the audio version of this podcast, you also it just shows up and you can listen to it if you want to. It's if like not, we're not going to hold it. Two minutes. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to hold it against Doesn't you. Matter. But we did do a really fun one today. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it's more of like the there's not like oh Tom Hardy was reported on set because I don't believe they're shooting it. But it seems that there is enough buzz about the idea, and I don't know if it starts from somebody who reads the script or whatever. But the idea seems to be that Tom Hardy will make an appearance in in Morbius, but we don't know how significant, and I'm sure if it is, it would be nothing other than a cameo. But I think that they really do like the world building, the universe building that they're allowed to do in terms of having stuff like this. Like we, I think it was just last week we talked about how they maybe even shot uh, having Tom Holland as yeah. Peter Parker in the original Venom. So they yeah. definitely want to build this up. Look, they still, you think that they don't want to make that Sinister Six movie that they tried to make after Amazing Spider-Man 2? They're still ready to do all of it. And I ba- think little yeah. by little, they want to like have, like, look, really here's like the things that. that we're allowed to have crossover without having to ask Disney if it's okay. So we're definitely going to do, you know, it, Tom Holland drives by on his motorcycle or whatever it is, you know. I'm sorry, I, I, I knew I would do that. Tom Hardy. But Tom Holland could drive by on a motorcycle too. If I was going to say Tom Hardy on a motor. I mean, Tom. Tom, Tom see, so, now I did it. So Tom Holland could Tom be in the Holland. sidecar next to Tom Hardy, <laughs> both on the same motorcycle. We moved from right. the era of the Chris's into the era of the Tom. Yeah, that's true. yeah you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now we have all these Toms. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I, I like this idea. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, I can't. I'm not surprised Sony's trying to do crossovers because the, sure. the rumor is the Sinister Six is even back in the mix now that they're like really building out this world and maybe building it out with Disney. Um, and who knows what that has that yeah. what stories lay in the future. But I mean, it seems pretty easy for you to get Tom Hardy, a reporter into Morbius and yeah. they've already been filming the movie. So it, it, look, it's pretty easy. He's also shooting Venom 2 soon. Right. So like real easy to be like, hey, Tom, you're coming into Sony for a screen test. Go on to stage five, and you walk on to stage five, and the Morbius crew is just there, and Jared Leto's hanging out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, back to Sinister Six, if, it, if they take the time and they tell it, I mean, that's a great story. I love the idea of, I mean, the first appearance of the Sinister Six is like the first Spider-Man annual from 55 years ago or whatever, and it's just such a cool idea. It's like, oh, you know, this guy always beats us. Why don't we all team up? And then he beats all of them. But that's because he's Spider-Man and he's awesome, including Peter B. Parker over there. So if they tell it right, it should be great because it is one of those projects people are like, ugh, and they want to make a Sinister Six movie. Well, if you take the time and you do it well, I mean, that's such a great idea. Well, I was going to ha- say, what's wrong with the Sinister Six movie? Well, the, it, the, the, fa- the, the fact that they, they rushed. Sony rushing to do a Sinister they Six They tried really hard to kind of backdoor it yeah, into no, no, Amazing no. Spider-Man 2. Well, you think take yeah. the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As long as as long as they let it develop and they, they take the time with it, I'm excited for the prospect of it, for like, sure. The problem is that Sony was trying to do a Sinister Six movie after two Spider-Man movies. Yes. Yeah, like, well, you need Technically five Spider-Man movies, but two Andrew two Garfield in movies. in one universe. Yeah, exactly. Which, so. like, yeah. But the, but the reason why I point that out is because from a money standpoint, they're like, we've made five of these. Why haven't we started doing spinoffs yet? So... Uh, and there's still there's still got to be people at Sony itching to you know get get three or four Spider-Man universe movies out a year as well as three or four MCU movies out a year. I wonder if people would be as excited about that as three or four Spider because everybody loves Spider-Man and probably. You- yeah, but if it's Morbius and Madam Web... Well, and, yeah, that's the thing. Morbius. Look, I want a Craven the Hunter movie, but does everybody want a Craven the Hunter movie? Probably not. No, I, I want a Craven the Hunter villain story in a Spider-Man movie, but I don't yeah. need Craven the Hunter the movie. 
Um, anyway, let's move forward. Uh, let me talk real quick. Uh, so Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was uh, congratulating Joker. He did. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Because uh, really it, it has the record now, the international record, not domestic record, for highest grossing. Worldwide, not wor- just international, but worldwide. Right, you're right. Entire worldwide gross uh, for an R-rated feature. So uh, he uh, put a he basically did a mock up of the poster and it has a colorful uh, expletive in there <laughs> and, it, it, and it's like signed from Deadpool and Pennywise and Ted the foul mouthed teddy bear from the Ted movies and uh, so I just thought it was like a very I don't know I mean yeah and and uh, Jeff in the booth has found it. It, it 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 is censored so it's you mother effer. And it's just, as you look, it goes down, it's that poster, and it has the steps, it has all the names of uh, a few of the other highest grossing R-rated, and one of them, by the way, Hugh Jackman. That's why, to me, that's like, makes it a double Marvel reference, so that's why I thought it was a fun story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, look, and it's, yes, that is definitely a DC property, but, you know, something like that doing as well as it has is is something that I think should be of vested interest to all of us. Because getting more R-rated fare like Logan or Deadpool, I think, is something that would be great for for all of us who are Marvel fans. Yeah, and we've talked about that at length. We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, Real quick, before we get into our costume talk... Uh, Ooh, yeah. Christian, uh, you got to actually see this this whole bit. Uh, Paul Rudd yeah. appeared on the Howard Stern show. Uh, we ran out of time to talk about it last week, but uh, yeah. and he, he had some interesting some interesting things to say. Uh, but I want but I want Christian to, uh, to well, fill us in. I will start with the news part of it first because I know that this is what uh, you'll be interested in. So when he was at when Paul Rudd was asked by Howard Stern if he has any Marvel movies coming up, and he's like maybe another Ant Man. His first answer was. Paul Rudd said, uh, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. And then he actually said, you can see my face twitching right when Howard asked, is there going to be another Ant-Man? So he didn't just let his face twitch. He sort of was like doing as much of like a nudge nudge as he could. So I know that doesn't confirm anything, but it's exciting that uh, he didn't go like, oh, no, 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 no more Ant-Man movies. (laughs) You know, so uh, I I He's still under contract is what that implies, because if he wasn't, he'd be like, no, nothing on the docket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to do some more Netflix series, which, by the way, was great. His Netflix series, I think people should check I out. I want to watch it. Yourself. It looks really good. They're half good. an hour each. There's eight of them. Oh, it's great. perfect. If you love Paul Rudd, you'll like that show because there's two of them. I love Paul Rudd. Uh, and then finally, something that we've talked about on the show a few times. <laughs> I love that I he actually addressed it. Uh, you know, because look, Howard probably didn't know that much about this, but his producers made sure to put it in front of him. Uh, so Paul Rudd was asked about the Thanos theory <laughs> that Ant-Man could go up his rear end and expand. nickname. And that uh, he's like, yeah, this this was never something that was actually like considered by screenwriters. Well, but yeah, of course well, it well, wasn't. No, no. But he says that like it comes up all the time. He's like, you've no idea how often I'm asked about it. And that he's actually been dragged into really serious conversations about it. Oh, that's and funny. So what he's settled on, because he's had to talk about it so much, is he's just like, yeah, look, when he has all the stones, his whole body's protected. I wouldn't, you know, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to get in there. Like but it would just be like I, a like a, a barrier that he would try to go up the anus and it would just <laughs> People just bounce back. Uh, for people that are not watching uh, on YouTube and just listening, you missed Zia trying to demonstrate yeah. how it, you well, know, just he couldn't possibly get I in there. Stop. <laughs> we're we're going to, some guideline or like uh, YouTube filter is going to be like, oh, no, can't do that. So, I, I, the reason why it's interesting to me is because we have talked about it on the show and it's so funny and so ridiculous. But the fact that fan theories 
as outlandish as that get to the people involved, it, it makes me laugh. You know, oh. the fact that you're able <laughs> yeah. to start, I believe that started on Reddit. <laughs> and it's able to get did. so big that Paul Rudd has to answer questions about it, not just from people who come up to him, and, you know, to take a picture with him, but like Howard Stern asked him about it on, you know, like a, in front of millions of people. So I thought it was really funny. <laughs> So, I don't know if uh, Jeff's showing these stories, <laughs> I hope these so, these photos that really he's funny. using. I have no idea what I'm seeing. <laughs> it's great, uh, but literally, just, I have yeah. no idea because yeah. I can't see that. It's that Ant-Man and a colon, but oh, it's yeah. purple. Oh no, <laughs> no! Uh, and then other the, the the funny the fun thing was that Paul, over. Rudd, Paul Rudd just talked about how it was fun to like lift up the props. Like even you know it, you feel like he'd be kind of like us. He's like, yeah, Cap's shield, the prop is actually really heavy, and he just didn't expect it to be. Well, and, you yeah. Know, getting the gauntlet and stuff. So look at Chris Evans. Yeah, like he's so jacked. So you're saying Chris Evans is more jacked than Paul Rudd? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move into our uh, our big topic for today because it's Halloween. So we want to talk about Marvel costumes. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. And uh, and actually, the irony is for this segment to work, well, I do have to take. We're going to do the, the unmasking. Mask. Oh yeah. Well, here's you the guys, thing. Spider-Man is about to show his identity. Felicia Ooh. Hardy's going to look away because Felicia Hardy uh, hates Spider-Man with his mask off. <laughs> she has no interest in Peter Parker, but she loves Spider-Man. Uh, they, they, I, re- I had to take it off because I need to see the photos we're about to show. That's yeah. kind of important. You might need to see. Um, I was, I was like, I can make it. I can make it. Oh no, I can't see. I mean, you got like more than half an hour into the show, so that was very impressive. That's like 45, 40 minutes into. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you guys. Uh, we want to talk about our favorite costume. So we put up a poll on Twitter uh, so that we could see uh, what you guys thought of our favorites. So let's first reveal because we this is a uh, this is now a competition as to who would be the the who would have the number one spot. Would be the victor. Uh, Zia, who is out of? So we said at the top, Psylocke. Cap from First Avenger and Doctor Strange. Who was yours? Who was Psylocke, your of course. <laughs> and and purple hair for nothing. And by the way, Psylocke, as in Olivia Munn in Apocalypse. So it's not like you know from the comics or a cartoon or anything. That's such an awesome. Oh, yeah, costume. We're, just, we're just talking about from movies. No, no, I know. Yeah. So I'm saying like that is that one. And I, look, it always felt a little too cosplay-y for me. But I don't care. It's a great it is, costume, yeah, just on a on. design level. It is. It is badass. Plus, I just think she gets a lot of like range of motion and freedom of movement. And that's I look at the functionality of costumes as well. This isn't just like, oh, that looks super cool. It's like, hey, you got to be able to breathe. You got to be able to move. Those those like crazy. I also another one that I picked. I'm sure we'll get to it. Is um is Black Widow, but. The one that looks like it—it's more spandexy because yeah. later on, it's in the rundown. Zia, you can't You're getting ahead of I'm yourself. I'm sorry, but like you can't move in in like I just to me that's not comfortable. I know, I know I grew up. So on a, that would be just, comfortable to you. Yes, what Olivia Munn is wearing. Yes, that looks okay. awesome. All right, so the yeah. le- the less the better. <laughs> it's in the it's in the photo list, Jeff. You can just uh, it's on the left there towards the top. Uh, but yeah, we we look at it now because. Yeah, uh, specifically for Iron Man 2, yeah. which is the most comic book accurate Natasha mm-hmm. Romanov that we've gotten, if only because of just the hair. Yeah. Right. Um, but 
I mean, look, it. Uh, I don't know what material it is. I assume it's not pleather. Yeah, uh, no, that just looks so horrible I, I, and hot I also to move think around in. That, I, if I remember correctly, she had to be sewn into it for, for it to fit correctly. So That's when she was good. done, they had to like rip the stitches out and then sew it back up. That because adds there's up. no actual way to put that on. Apparently, uh, you know, for it to look right. But in in terms of our enjoyment of you know getting a comic book accurate costume, I think that's one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's look through the others because uh, and and so we'll go in in reverse order because uh, Psylocke. Uh, I'm sorry to say, Zia came in uh, third. In the I'm not Do we have a percentage in, uh, in the poll or just with ten percent? Oof! Nobody else likes Psylocke. With Zia. Thanks right. a lot, guys. <laughs> well, uh, coming in uh, at number two uh, with thirty three percent was uh, my pick, Captain oh, America I, from the first Avenger. I do wonder if you went Winter Soldier, if you would have gotten more votes. That was a lot Maybe. of people's take yeah. in the in the comments. You had uh, uh, Tyler Boyce said, uh, uh, if it was Cap's costume from Winter Soldier, I would have voted for that. Uh, otherwise, he went with Doctor Strange from okay. our list. Nice. Um, but, like, so, and there's a few people who echoed those sentiments. But, I, like, we can look at it now, like, for me, it's this costume from the first Avenger because it really felt like a soldier's outfit. Like this is like yeah. th- it, this is not just a superhero's costume. This is what a soldier dresses like, while also like having the flair of Captain America. It's dirty, it's gritty, like, but it still sh- has that flag element to it. And he's while- wearing a helmet. He's, he is wearing a helmet, <laughs> but again, that, because because yeah. a soldier would yeah, wear a helmet absolutely. and. Uh, the straps just it, for to have all the pieces that he would need it it feels like he is on the battle line like, like he's, it's he's built in for the battlefield utility. yes exactly yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why this one like it felt the most real like this is what a real version of Captain America would have worn and while that may not be what everyone is looking for from their superhero costumes <laughs> Zia uh, <laughs> I, I will say I prefer this one to the one in the Avengers uh, I, I, I think that they yeah. the tweaking they did for Avengers actually made me like it less sorry Coulson yeah. but yeah it, because yeah. it became more cartoony yes. and there is like it was very comic booky, which made for a great great moments in Avengers yes. but it wasn't as down to earth as that version and like the rest of his costumes do still feel like down to earth his, his one in when soldier had elements of it had the straps yeah. it had he has like a big utility belt on it and all that stuff and then like it i, lo- I love the evolution of cap's costume yeah. over the years like it goes through waves i thought uh, what he had in infinity war was amazing what he mm-hmm. had in Endgame was cool uh it, it, uh winter soldier is a lot of people's favorites it does it's like it has a very specific stealthy vibe to it oh yeah um but coming in at number one on our list thank you uh, for best for bet or at least favorite costume uh in the mcu according just according to us uh dr strange uh and i have to say this is a good choice christian it's a it's a relatively comic book accurate uh depiction i mean the fact that they're able to you know have it look the way it does and he can still actually move you know the fact that he doesn't just stand there and point at stuff and cast spells you know they figured out a way to have it so stephen strange can move around and uh i don't know i i think that uh as i because i wanted to say spider-man but I was just like, yeah, I love the Spidey suits, but this is probably 
probably the coolest one for what they were able to take from you know Steve Ditko's original design and be like, yeah, let's put that on Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's put Sherlock Holmes into that and see what it looks like. It feels right. Yeah, and that cape too. You know, I do love that. I know it's a really cool cape. You just just the cape. It's a cloak. Just a cloak. Excuse me. Sorry. How dare you? Teasing a story we'll get to in a little bit. Talking about cloak. But yeah. So I don't know. That was. I'm glad that people agree with me, at least out of those three. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, are we talking about our other, our second choices as well? Uh, yeah, let's go through we those. Because t- we got Zia's second already. Yeah. And, uh, Zach, I know your second was one that I just referenced. My second was uh, Spider-Man for Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, specifically. Or it's the one from Civil War through the beginning right. of Far From Home. And, like, obviously uh, Iron Spider pops up here and there. Uh, I so just, not, the, it just, not the one that he keeps in his locker that he has to use after Tony takes the suit away? You don't like that one? I, I actually do like that do one like a lot. One it's really cool. Uh, it was a really cool time. But no, it just felt like, right, you got the, the web wings going yeah, on. Like That, that like moment that. was just like a costume paying proper comic book homage. homage. Um, in a, such a fun way. That's why that one really stood out to me. Um, what and then I'm, my other one was uh, Magneto, and it's actually tough to to pick. I, I I liked the way he looked in X2, but it's like it's really the helmet. I think that they did such a good job with the helmet; it almost doesn't matter how else he's dressed. But uh, so that was you know I was trying to think of you know not some of the the earliest go tos, and it is it is just fairly simple, but. He doesn't need anything else. And that's a cape. Now, that's not a cape. You're right. That's a cape. That is a cape. That's a cape. I mixed up the words. uh, Yeah. Sorry. uh, How dare you? (laughs) What show do you think this is? Anyway, so uh, that was mine. And uh, people in the chat can uh, let us know some of their other favorites as well. Uh, So, yeah, like you have Gamer Girl saying, I think Cap's Avengers costume was better. That's fine. And that's, but that's the thing. It. It's like there's different things that serve Disagree. different purposes and it's fun in different ways. I like the the war version of mm-hmm. Captain America, but like the comic book accurate version that you got in Avengers yeah. is also super funny to look at. Yeah, and also, also it just has that sweet fun uh, idea that like Coulson designed it. So there's yeah. like an extra layer of fun there. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so chat, uh, let us know now. And like I want to give some shout outs to you guys who sent in your favorite costumes to us. As well, uh, obviously, a lot of love for Cap's Winter Soldier. Sure, uh, Tyler Cap, Ka- and then like uh, so, uh, Brian Trotter said, Iron Spider costume. Okay, uh, I do so like from it. Infinity like War. Yeah, yeah. It is not my favorite Spider-Man, but it is so cool. I do think that Iron Spider is really cool, and the fact that we got to see it on the big screen was amazing. It is <laughs> super. It, it is super fun to see. Um, uh, Wes Sager um, uh, going after my own heart with uh, the Ant Man suit. Aww. Which I was tempted to put on this list because it do, it is like very earnest and like true yeah. to the comic books uh, in a big way, but not necessarily it it like it does it didn't have that next level thing that I thought like oh it, it, it stands out to me. It was just like this was really good. Um, yeah, Phantom Killaway agrees with uh, with Gamer Girl. Uh, First Avengers Cap is phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you have, uh, and they, they also think the Strange MCU costume is, oh, minimum requirements to pass Doctor Strange. Uh, and because a lot of people in the chat are mentioning it and we're talking about costumes, we did want to, it's a really fun, quick blurb that popped up today because it is Halloween. Oh, uh, there yeah. are these photos from Entertainment Weekly, Jeff, that we had you get before the show that are uh, Charlie Cox dressed up as Loki and Tom Hiddleston dressed up as Daredevil 
It's just fun. Look I, like, for the images of the videos of them like yeah. interacting. It was it was like breaking my brain for a moment <laughs> looking at, at at Hiddleston. Especially as, if you see it right when you first wake up in the morning, you're like, "What? What's wrong?" With yeah, you're just like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, you look here. at it and you're like, "Wait!" <laughs> it takes your brain. It took me a full like thirty seconds, I think, to be like, "Oh, got it, got it, yeah. <laughs> got um, it." And so you. Uh, I sing and do other things in the chat. Says uh, all the Iron Man suits uh, were great. It's, great it's so the only yeah. reason I didn't throw Iron Man on this list is because how do you pick one? Yeah, I mean they're we, all great. Yeah. Um, I think the the one the first one like the Mark two or I think it's two or three yeah. in uh, Iron Man one is like the original. It's like it just looks so the, good. The, the classic design and yeah. and I did like I believe it's Iron Man three where we kind of see all of them, even ones that we hadn't seen yeah. before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a mid eighties one where he's sort of got like fins up here and it's red and white and gray and it's not the classic Iron Man, but we actually got to see it even in that. So yeah, just all the different variations on the Iron Man suit are, are of course very cool. Gamer Girl clarifying, never said first Avengers Cap was her favorite. Just she preferred it. <laughs> just all preferred right. it to first Avenger Cap. Well I like old man cap best that's my favorite <laughs> looking like he's just dressed to, like yeah. he's in the 40s yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the most grandpa look ever uh gamer girl does say mis- favorite was mysterio in far good. from home that was a good suit and also was... black panther's costume both of yeah. those great black panthers was really freaking cool yeah yeah agreed uh i think we have a photo of it because like just like it's just i like i wanted to pull this one because it was just t'challa and sherry looking at the costume yeah because it's so cool it is uh cool. and it's super functional it's just like it's a again it manages to be comic book accurate and feel right in this world which is a tough line to walk mm-hmm. as you you see with a lot of other movies like well, it can feel goofy or like even, cosplay they even yeah. poke fun at it in the jessica jones and uh series when when um trish tr- sorry uh yeah thank you i was trying to remember her name i was trying to help you, was, you punched my and i punched her mic because i got so mad um when trish is trying to find something to wear and they, they pull out the the, the original actual, yeah they're the actual like absolutely costume. not and it's yeah. like yeah that looks ridiculous and it also when, so silly when they pulled out the jewel outfit in season for, one for yeah jessica yeah, yeah. Exactly. that was great um so 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 we we got a few minutes left, and we got to make sure we get to this. So yeah. let's move on to Marvel TV time. <clears throat> I'm gonna put my mask back on. Marvel <laughs> movie news. We're talking TV time. Okay, the big story for today. <laughs> really the, I would say this is the biggest news of everything. It is. It is. And we, we kept you around for the costume discussion. Somebody on this panel will say the best for last. Mm-hmm. Yep. I disagree. Wowzia. Wowzia. Well, if you didn't hear already, it happened last Friday. Uh, Cloak and Dagger officially canceled at Freeform. Bye. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye show. Keep in mind, not the last that you will see of Cloak Correct. and Dagger, but the but they will not have their own show anymore. Uh, Freeform pulling the plug on it. it and like, uh, I don't think anyone, we were definitely not surprised. We literally talked last week about our suspicions that it was going to be canceled. Yeah, I knew for a fact they weren't in production. Yeah. And uh, I it think, had been too I, long. I believe that the people who worked on it probably knew but couldn't say. Because yeah. Because, the, yeah, they were. They hey, were, at, least it, at least they got a little bit of a heads up before they were just like, hey, by the way, they weren't in the writer's room actually writing it and thinking they still had jobs. That's a great point. Yeah, as opposed to so, some of those Netflix yeah, shows where people oof. were writing the next season. Yeah. That's and anyway, but we're not going to harp too much. To your point. <laughs> that uh, this isn't the last we're going to see them. 
is obviously they're going to be in this third season of Runaways. Yes. But they've also already made appearances on the really the only Marvel show on TV right now, which is Marvel Spider-Man on Disney XD. And the characters were voiced by Olivia Holt and Aubrey Joseph. So it was the actual voices of the TV actors, which is uh, the it probably costs just a little bit more. So I'm glad when they decide to do stuff like that. That's yeah. always fun to me. And that's, okay. a, that's something that Marvel has been doing more and more. Uh, Marvel Rising. Yeah, uh, oh, Secret Quake. Warriors has yeah. You got they got Chloe Bennett to come in and, and play Quake. Uh, you also had uh, uh, you you have Coulson. Uh, you have uh, rather Clark Clark Greg playing. What's easier to say with the mask off? Yeah, uh, he played Coulson in Ultimate Spider-Man, right? And like a few other things. Like the and I, I think they try to do it, but usually its schedules are tough or it's too expensive. These look, they're not pulling in the biggest demanding dollars from yeah. Cloak and Dagger enough that it, it makes sense and it's yeah. like a good treat for Yeah, fans. I don't expect Michael Fassbender to be Magneto in a cartoon if that ever comes to pass but uh, by the way, that would be amazing if they did do it. So, <laughs> that would be really But cool. anyway. I so. think I definitely wouldn't mind those characters as much in that form. If they were animated? Well, and, and just with Spider-Man and sort of taking away, because a lot of my gripes about the show had to do with sort of the tone they were trying to take and just how it didn't land. I think if you just take that all away and put just the characters in with Spider-Man, I think I would definitely not dislike it as much well there's not going to be as i mean probably not at least as much of a dark serious a dark serious right. tone when they show up on the runaways and that's the thing we don't know how many episodes they're go- they're planning on yeah. spending in la with the runaways there is justification for them just joining that show uh dep- now that look season three's already been shot uh, I, my actual thoughts on this, I think that they were probably waiting to see how the Runaways season three came together before co- deciding on what to do with Cloak and Dagger because they're probably they probably are just finishing up the show now. Uh, runaways, in, in, yeah, yeah, Runaways. Like th- I'm sure the first half of the season's probably already cut and done, and now they so they've seen it. They've seen rough cuts of the whole season. They know everything that's going to happen and how it looks, and they could decide. You know what? These characters either work in this place, but they're still really exciting, and we want to send them back to their own world to to keep going. Or these characters are really good in this world. Let's keep them here as part of this ens- growing ensemble. Right, and you also don't know when real world limitations factor into decision making. It's a lot harder to get the uh, the tax credit for filming in Louisiana than it was a few years ago. And we saw an entire DC show, Swamp Thing, go away because they didn't understand what the tax credits were. So, I mean, I think that's a really real concern. I mean, why else was Cloak and Dagger set in New Orleans? I think that that actually really worked. But that story has always been in New York. So I think that there are probably a lot of factors, but I they think you're right about... They may have lost their credit in Louisiana, and they yeah, may have been waiting I think it might actually have been until that, yeah. they knew for sure. Yeah. Um, I know that there are literally shows that, uh, like, I've seen shows that are spinoffs, where you have, like, a main show going, and they try to do a season spinoff, and then they can't get a tax credit in California, but they can get a tax credit somewhere else. So even though the two shows are working together with some of the same actors and crew... They are two thousand miles apart. Oh, that's Goodness. interesting. Yes. Uh, but the, the travel doesn't equal the amount of month savings that they get from those tax credits. So right. it gets it gets really complicated. Uh, chat oh, and Christian, regardless. if you could uh, let me know how the chat feels about this. Uh, do you want do you want to see Cloak and Dagger stick around in some form, or are you? I'm curious if the, if you guys are are done with the characters after they're done after they do their time with the Runaways, 
or do you want to see them stick around and keep living in this ver- in this pocket of the MCU? Yeah, there's uh, there's some good division uh, on in the chat because you have someone named Kavari who is in the actually I think likes the show less than Zia does. Yeah, I think so too. Because there's things that Zia <laughs> liked about it, but uh, that is really outspoken right now. And I think there are a lot of people that are disappointed that you know they're not going to be around in their own series anymore. But I think a lot of you would sign up for them like hypothetically if there were a season four of the runaways wouldn't it be nice to see them show up in that as well which i think that's a conversation we'll get to a little later in the year as to whether or not there'll be a season four of the runaways by the way yeah so uh yeah but i think in general there are people you have really ardent hardcore fans that just liked that show the standalone show that that's what they really want and i i know at this point everybody always has hope that uh oh maybe hulu or I don't think it's a Disney Plus show, but, you know, so now that's the problem is that it's so many shows have been saved that I wonder if people are expecting, you know, that that could happen with this. Yeah. Um, All right, guys, we are unfortunately out of time for this week's Marvel movie news. But thank you. I think I'm looking at the camera. Thank you you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we have a bunch more stuff to talk about on Marvel as the year progresses and we get towards 2020 and more Marvel movies and shows than we know how to count because uh, I can't count that high. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please follow the show itself on Twitter and Instagram at Marvel News PTN. Uh, be sure to leave us, I know we haven't talked about this in a while, leave us an iTunes review or whatever platform you're watching this on, listening to this on, leave us a review or a comment. We're going to start doing iTunes shout-outs uh, for, for you guys that have fans starting uh, next week because we want to be able to show you guys some love because we love this show and we love our fans on this show. Uh, so, and then this is going to, this, this music's going to run out and then keep looping for about five minutes now. Uh, so please do that and uh, help us out. We're going to, uh, as I said, do shout-outs. Christian, if everyone wants to keep up with you, where can they go? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And as we mentioned earlier, Zia and I do a daily, week daily news feature called yeah. Marvel News Daily that you can find here on Popcorn Talk. And my personal podcast, The Black Cast, you know, we just had our 250th episode here. Tomorrow, right here at After Buzz, we're going to do our 350th installment of Black Cast. Zia is going to be there. Our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez is going to join us and a few other friends. You'll be able to watch that live on YouTube at 1 Pacific. So, Follow me on Twitter, and you'll see the link at Christian DMZ. And I'm Zia Anderson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That is X-I-A underscore land. And happy Halloween, you guys. All I right. just love this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Zach, uh, oh, I'm Spider-Man. Uh, Almost gave it away. But you can follow me at that Zach Wilson. They can't get They can't figure it out from that. No way. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you wow. so much for joining us. We will be back next week. Until then, Excelsior. Put, put. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.